0: Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Monday, January 23rd. It is a free for all kind of day. We are here live. We're going to open the phone lines right now. And uh, we only have an hour today. So just one hour. I've got to cut it off. We've got a lot of stuff going on today. So get in early. The normal pattern is everybody kind of sits back and waits for me to finish my open. The whole idea behind an open that gives us some time to get some calls in, get them screened, and then I'll go to your calls. So here they come now. That's perfect. Keep them coming. 855-950-3835. We'll find out what's on your mind today. Uh, I have some odds and ends while we're getting some of these calls in and getting them screened. Anything goes today. If you have a question, a comment, a topic, anything you want to talk about trucks, money, business, health, vaccines, whatever we'll talk about it. Pick up the phone and join me. So on Friday, well, last week I was talking about uh, a company that's adding spark to diesel engines and then modifying them so that they're able to run on a lot of different fuels. And the one that really confused me was they kept talking about ammonia. Um, But what they didn't say in the first article that I read was you would use ammonia in a fuel cell electric vehicle. So That's why I was really confused about this. I was trying to figure out how we were going to be u- using ammonia in a diesel engine. Well, I guess we don't. It's, that's not what they're doing. In fact, I think Leroy hit on it. I, I think I remember Leroy saying that um, ammonia has a lot of hydrogen in it. And that's really what this is all about. So, this technology, I'm reading about this company that actually has this ammonia powered technology. Um, so, it says the technology enables the onboard cracking of ammonia into hydrogen which is then sent directly into a fuel cell to power the vehicle. Liquid ammonia has an energy density that is approximately three times greater than compressed hydrogen. And it requires significantly less energy, making it cost-effective to store and transport, the company said. So it's kind of bizarre if we take hydrogen, And we compress it, which is how, this is why we need new fueling stations. We need new equipment on the truck. We have to keep that hydrogen compressed to make it work. But it turns out that liquid ammonia has three times more hydrogen than hydrogen does. That's bizarre. Even compressed hydrogen. My mind's having a hard time figuring that out. But anyway, this ammonia holds a whole bunch of hydrogen and this company has a technology to crack that, release the hydrogen that powers a battery. So this is a battery electric vehicle. So the I I'm still not clear on whether or not it's the diesel engine that's doing the cracking. I, I'm just not sure because they're showing this on you know, a, a standard modified Class 8 tractor. I'm assuming the engine's still in there. I'm going to do some more digging on this. Um, it seems like this technology has been used already. There is, um, they're working on a tugboat, uh, some barges. So I'm going to take a look at this and see. So we we still need... We still need some place where we would stop and onboard liquid ammonia. I'm not sure what that process requires, but uh, keep an eye on this. I thought that was interesting. Uh, Another technology, since we're talking about trucks and power, uh, I'm shocked we haven't had something like this sooner. I, I never thought about it till I read this, but now that I read it. So. Are Dead Batteries About to Become a Thing of the Past? That's what the title of the article was. And really, all we're talking about here is some technology, basically some sensors and chips, cheap stuff that gets embedded into the battery itself. And then we can, I mean, you could send this to a smartphone. There's lots of ways you could display it. But it really tells us the health of the battery, the life of each cell, lots of really good information so we'd be able to predict much more accurately when that battery was going to fail. We wouldn't have to just, you know, right now we basically just wait for our batteries to fail. But having that information shouldn't be that difficult or expensive. So we may see that sometime soon. Uh, I had some other things, but calls are starting to come in. And I said today is All about you, so line them up. It's a short day. We're going to be out of here in uh, just about 50 minutes. So jump in and join us, 855-950-3835. Let's get started in Wisconsin today. Matt, welcome to the program.
1: Good morning, Kevin.
0: What's on your mind today? Um,
1: So first, yeah, last Tuesday's show was very interesting, And I'm on the same opinion of Bruce, which on the nuclear side, I think, you know, our country, our world, not just the United States, needs to use more nuclear. Just a lot of parts that make sense. Now, as the one caller called in and said, the problem for trucking is nuclear doesn't work well downscaling. It's large, large Stuff. Yeah. So it probably doesn't have a whole lot of application in trucking, but definitely in all of our ocean-going ships, probably in our trains, locomotives, and definitely power in it for generation.
0: Yeah, you would think it's power our plants
1: and cleanest
0: it, it, way to do it. it. It really is by far. It's not even close to to the others when you look at overall cost and all the other advantages and yeah, for power plants at the very least, but you're right. Some of these big vehicles, if we can do it or vessels, if we can do it to a, a submarine, uh, I, I really don't know why we're not doing more of this.
1: No. And, and then just one interesting statement you made during that call is you wouldn't want to be, in a nuclear powered vehicle wouldn't want to take that chance with radiation you know wearing in the wear in the card to detect yeah, radiation you're yeah, right would would you be willing to take a tour of a nuclear power plant would that scare you
0: no it wouldn't
1: how about a coal-fired power plant
0: well I'm sure that's probably far more dangerous
1: it, it's way more radiation.
0: Is it really? <laughs> but
1: because it's not a nuclear power plant, there's, there's no, no mandate.
0: No regulations. There's no reading, no nothing. Sheesh. Yep. have yeah, figures.
1: And, and most, uh, the, the requirements on a nuclear power plant for, for the gamma ratings, radiation, all that, if they went and tested a coal-fired power plant, it would be shut down immediately. Really? Because it'd be over the limits.
0: That's crazy. But
1: there are no limits on a coal
0: plant. (laughs) Yeah. That figures. Why am I not surprised?
1: How how strictly regulated nuclear is. And it should be. I'm not saying it shouldn't be, but it's over-regulated.
0: Right. Right. Which is, this might be one of those cases where I'm okay with over-engineering and over-regulating. I would actually be okay with the better than the opposite. You know, we talk all the time about how trucks and, you know, we have to be extra safe with everything. We over-engineer everything. We underrate everything. And we talk about how you can push those limits. This might be one of those areas where I I might just follow the rules.
1: Yep. And even with the over-regulation and extra- you know, minimum requirements, it's still the cheapest form of power. Right. So it works. It it It, works to play it safe. Um, Yeah, exactly. So the actual reason for my call is on Thursday, you had Travis on again, and again, I missed the live show. Um, I don't know that you're gonna be able to answer this question, but maybe keep it in mind the next time if I can't make it in. Just looking for a second opinion on what uh, my tax preparer has suggested, and it's for my corporation to open a brokerage account and start buying stocks, leaving the money inside the corporation. And she's telling me that when I do then transfer, I mean it's going to be mutual funds, but you know the shares, whatever they are that it'll just be a capital gain. It won't be income. Hmm. Do you know or have an opinion?
0: I have never heard of anything like this. So I can't even normally, you know, I've I've at least heard of it. This one is totally new to me. I'm trying to think through what rules would allow this to happen. And if, this is allowed to happen, and it's that beneficial. Why don't I know about this?
1: Well, I mean, it's one of these upper limit things. You know, once you start pushing these upper limits, you got to start finding other ways. And,
0: yeah, it might be. You know. So here, this sounds like it could be really complicated, too. I'm thinking through. Let's say we buy, I'm just going to use an easy number. We buy $1,000 worth of stock. Then that stock grows in value, and now my shares are worth eleven hundred. And I then do I take control of that personally when I transfer it? Is that what we're talking about when we do transfer it? Because I would have to think that the thousand dollars is still going to have to transfer as income. It would only be the gain, right?
1: That's yeah, and I, I mean it's been. Briefly mentioned. I haven't researched it. I haven't. I haven't opened an account yet because I. don't yeah. want to do this all right. You know.
0: Yeah, I I would call Travis and get the but second done opinion. It this way, you know. Yeah, get the second opinion from them. Okay. I, I'm not sure. Like I
1: say, yeah, that was my.
0: And if it if it's only the gain, then is it worth? It's
1: the same. Well it'd be the same capital Wait, gain then whether it was yeah,
0: personal or well, yeah, right. That 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 was just what dawned on me. Wait a minute, that doesn't create any kind of an advantage. When I sell it personally, it's only the gain that becomes uh other than
1: gain. Yeah, maybe for like a long term investment, I get the advantage of delaying the Personal income side until
0: moving it out, you know, yeah. Later in so, life
1: and slow it down, and I have much smaller income at this, at that time.
0: Yeah, maybe that's the the uh, the advantage here, which isn't that big of a deal. What what we're talking about here, and this can get confusing. If you have a corporation, you you run your business as a, a corporate entity. At the end of the year, even if you leave a whole bunch of cash sitting in your corporate account at the bank, at the end of the year, that is deemed to be your income. Whether you take it out of the business or not, even if you say, well, I don't want the money, I'm just going to leave it in the corporate account, doesn't matter, you're taxed on it anyway. It can sit there. You you can leave it there. It's not going to matter. You're being taxed for that money as though it were in your personal account. I guess what we're saying here is because the corporation owns it, it's like an asset. It's like the corporation went and bought another truck, but it didn't buy a truck. It bought a mutual fund. And now that the company yep. owns that, you don't have to claim that as income. So it's only really a deferral strategy. Yep. But that that could come in and handy. I yep. mean, if, if you just, you you know, if you want, you don't need the money, there's money sitting around in the corporation, this would, uh, this would be a way to at least put off paying the taxes till later. I need to look at that because yep. I, I'm... But you know, at the perfect time in life for that, put it all in there now, and and probably need it within, you know, the next ten years or so, or want to take it back out, um, or you know, pay tax on it when I'm not earning so much. Maybe I'll start slowing down here. Who knows? So um, that starts to make sense now. Now that I see what we're we're doing there, we're really just deferring.
1: Yeah. So that's. So, i, I got to get clarification on all that. Because that's my issue, which, well, I don't know if it's going to continue to be an issue if I slow down, but, um, you know, currently in the 24% tax bracket, and I don't want to hit that 32% tax bracket. No. So,
0: no. So, that, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Upper, and that, Upper limit, yeah. That sounds like it's pretty straightforward that the corporation buys this, and it's now a corporate asset that that makes sense
1: okay all right well i will do more research and i will report back
0: all right sounds great i'll uh yeah that's interesting i may even start looking at that uh as a possibility here let's go to kentucky jerry welcome to the program
1: Fuck Kevin, you go from the high
0: life with Matt to the low life with Jerry, one extreme to the other, bud. Hey, I have friends in all kinds of places. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> there's a song about that. So.
2: <laughs> all right, quick question about adaptogens here before I get to the shipper here. Um, my 88-year-old mother has trouble falling asleep at night in the nursing home. She's in the nursing home. She has trouble falling asleep at night, so everybody in your infinite wisdom some time ago decided that we're going to give her a Benadryl tablet at night oh to help boy. her sleep. It, it worked. Yeah, it does. However, the doctor that's at the nursing home come in there, and for some strange reason, he, without even talking to her and finding out why in the world she's taking a Benadryl, uh, put her on a Claritin instead of the Benadryl. Oh she didn't even my, need the Benadryl oh for that. Oh no she needed,
0: way. Yeah, she <laughs> ain't real happy about
2: that. Oh. So my question oh. on these, uh, yeah, <laughs> my question is about these adaptogens. I looked in the store and I'm more confused that we're looking just exactly which one would be the right one to for her to take at night for a uh, sleep aid, number one. And number two, are they as near as I could tell, they're all consumed in a liquid? That you you got to mix them with, with something. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So a, a couple things to kind of unpack here. And it's interesting you brought this up because I was thinking about adaptogens this morning. And working on some ideas. So I I still, I've read the book twice. I've had Danielle on the show. Um, She worked out a protocol for me. The results are pretty incredible. Uh, I then said, okay, let me try working out a protocol for Lisa. And Lisa got stuck in one of these patterns. It happens with her once in a while. She will work herself into a pattern where she can't break her stress level no matter what like her stress will be high the whole time she sleeps even, and her body battery won't recover at all. And this was going on for like almost a week. She couldn't get her body battery up over 10. And I said, look, it's time. I'm I'm done. I've done as much testing on my own self as I can. I've got to start testing on other people. So I I don't understand this quite the way Danielle does. And I'm going to keep you know, researching and learning, but the good news here is there's another approach we can take, and it seems to be working just fine. Adaptogens are basically self-regulating; you can't take too much. That they regulate themselves, so we can just overdo these things if we want, and then see if we're getting results. So I'm going to take kind of the shotgun approach to this. I'm going to start doing it myself. So. We can break adaptogens down into several categories. So there's, there's, there are adaptogens that work on our nervous system. And what they do is they, they balance our nervous system so that we spend more time in the rest and digest mode because stress is really being in fight or flight mode. That, that's really what all stress is. Something is occurring and it's telling the body, there's danger here, and that's what stress really is. So these adaptogens just allow your body to move back in, easily back into the rest and digest mode. And within two days of starting the Reishi, um, and we only did one thing with, with Lisa. We replaced her morning coffee with the Reishi uh, decaffeinated coffee. Her stress levels broke within two days, dropped down to next to nothing. Um, I, I almost wonder if this one is just a fluke. It happened so fast. But we, we had several other people have been reporting back. So we could we can break the adaptogens down into they can balance our nervous system. They strengthen and balance our immune system. Some adaptogens are really good for our brain. So I started thinking if if Rishi helped me that much and it seems to be helping a lot of other people with stress. So we're we're really just saying, look, we could complicate this and try to get, you know, real technical on each person. Or we could just say, load up on a bunch of rishi and see what happens, which is kind of what I'm recommending. And it seems to be working. So, rishi is the one you're looking for when you're looking to balance stress. There are a couple others, but that one seems to be pretty powerful and universal. So then I got thinking, well, I didn't know that I needed rishi. How would I have known that? You can't test for it. Did I have a rishi deficiency? which is a little odd, Uh, but if that's the case, what about all the other adaptogens? What what if I just load up on um, chaga or cordyceps? Am I going to start thinking better? Will my immune system be even stronger and more balanced? I don't know. I'm going to try it. So which one then in the store then, which
2: specific one that... And here's the other thing is I'm worried about how to administer it in. and the fact that she's at a nursing home and not to put the staff to too much work. Yeah, that extra work for them.
0: That may be, and I don't think it's a huge issue, but you do have to prepare this drink. Here's the way I'd like to get as much reishi as possible in. Now, this may not work for her being in the nursing home, but I'm going to go through this. So in the morning... We're using the decaf coffee that's infused with reishi. So we're getting we're getting rid of caffeine for a little while while we're trying to fix our sleep and our stress because caffeine can interfere with that. So we'll switch to decaf. It's infused with reishi. We're getting reishi in the morning. In the evening, I like to make a drink with the cacao. So it's the little blue packet and it's cacao chill. That's reishi. Basically, what you're making is a cup of hot chocolate, and it's infused with reishi. Okay. Then, let's just let's just load up on this. They make a reishi elixir, so it's also another little packet, but it's elixir, and that's the reishi on steroids. That's the just pure reishi powder. Well, actually, it's a mushroom powder, mostly reishi. I throw that into the hot chocolate at night. I'm getting reishi three different ways like this, and it you get it pretty quickly.
2: So the hot chocolate at night, like for, let's just take a, let's walk before we run. So we'd probably just start with like the one of a, of a night. Sure. You'd go with the cacao and the elixir both, but how far in advance of bedtime would you do that? Like a couple hours, could it be done at supper
0: time? Here's the thing to remember about these. I'm glad you asked that. These are not, these are not compounds that are going to make you drowsy and fall asleep. So the first night you take this, you might get zero results. Now, just drinking a hot beverage, you know, close to bed can be relaxing. We've always heard warm milk put you to sleep. It's not really the milk. It was just the warm liquid that does it. So you you get a little bit of a drowsy benefit, but, but these work over time. I mean, I saw the biggest results like eight weeks into this. So this, this yeah, this isn't something like when she takes the Benadryl forty minutes later, she can't keep her eyes open. This doesn't work that way. This this is going to work over time.
2: Well, when you're her age and in a nursing home,
0: all you got is time, (laughs) so it really doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you know, one problem. How active is she? Not none. If there's eight a care. Oh, yeah. And that, that's a problem. At, at some point, the body is just not going to require as much sleep. And that becomes a problem at her age because what does she do? She does nothing. So sleep is kind of an escape. You know, who the hell wants to well, be awake 18 hours a day? You
2: can't say she doesn't
0: do anything because she takes a nap in her chair in the <laughs> afternoon. That's that's pretty tough. I think that's her whole reason she can't sleep. Well that that that's what I I'm saying. Tell her that. It she probably is sleeping just fine for how much sleep she needs. She's getting a nap in the afternoon. She right. gets a couple more hours at night. She has very, very little physical activity. So uh, we, This will improve things, and this is far, far better than doing something like a Benadryl. All right.
2: Well, I'll probably try the cacao and then the elixir and try to get them to maybe— they could maybe mix it up at supper time and wouldn't be a whole lot of trouble to get her a cup of hot water to mix that in at
0: supper time it, it's pretty simple to make i mean i i throw in you know a packet of the the cacao a packet of the elixir a teaspoon of honey and you know hot water and then i top mine off with a little heavy cream but you don't have to it's fine yeah. in just water
2: well trying to get the the cna's at the nursing home to get it all figured out oh, you know, know. It's just, that's the I, I know. logistics i've got to deal
0: with right
2: all right i just got the shipper i need to go so i appreciate the time kevin i
3: thank you so much
0: you're welcome thanks for the call good luck with that let's go to georgia this time oh hold on gotta press the right button heather welcome to the program
4: hi thanks for having me
0: you're welcome what can i help you with today
4: Yes, um, my ex-husband told me to call you. I will admit I am a new listener, so I have heard much about you and your show um, from him. A little bit of background, I'm a Afghanistan vet. I came back in 2006 with a spinal cord injury, traumatic brain injury, PTSD, and some various immune issues that we didn't know about at the time.
0: Wow. Well, first off, thank uh, you uh, for your service and I'm sorry for everything you've had to go through.
4: Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so a little bit of history, um, about a week and a half ago, I had my 32nd surgery, um, where they reconstructed my top jaw bone and, um, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm talking very well for only being like 10 days post op. I, I was going to say it sounds like it. Has... <laughs> I'm great at healing. Good. 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 Yeah. Cuz I'm system but um so I'm on a I was on a course another course of antibiotics as is the usual especially with anything involving bone grafting. Right. And so I don't know how far back to go. It was a year. The year was a shit show. I, I was. I heard it was okay to say shit on your show. Is that okay?
0: Yeah, you're allowed to say whatever you want. We drop f bombs okay. once in a while, cool. not not all that often. If somebody else wants to drop one, they can. I'm all right with it.
4: <laughs> That's awesome because last year was a shit show. So it was my 32nd surgery, and on top of that, in December, I had my 19th pregnancy loss oh. of another set of twins. So, um,
0: okay. So, um, I, I, you mentioned autoimmune with what condition?
4: Um, so, so far I came back going into anaphylactic shock after the anthrax vaccine. They couldn't figure out what was up. They just gave me an EpiPen and a no outdoor profile and they were like, you're getting out anyway. So we can't figure this out. (laughs) A few years later, when I was finally able to attain my post deployment combat, you know, you get the five years to be yeah. able to go to the VA and get treated. Um, you know, some of the deadlines had lapsed, and so we didn't pursue. Um, but I was showing the Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and nobody okay. ever, they didn't say anything. I found it by combing through my medical records more recently. Um, I've tested positive for lupus, but it's not clinically active right now. I do have Raynaud's and
0: hot. Okay. Pot,
4: um, so
0: let's uh, let's get down to business. Um, let's separate yeah. a couple things if we can. Um, yes. Yeah. We know being um, overseas caused a lot of these problems. You actually suffered injuries, so we. That's one group of problems we need to deal with. I have a feeling that the autoimmune and some of these other things have nothing to do with you being in the army at all, have nothing to do with your deployment. They may be exacerbated by these other things, but much of what Mm -hmm. you're describing is very, very common today, and especially with females. Um, How old are you, by the way?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
4: I'm 41.
0: Okay. So when the, the autoimmune conditions are just rampant, women suffer autoimmune about seven times more than men. Uh, Even men are starting to see a lot of them. We discover new autoimmune conditions every day. We're up over a hundred of them. Now they're all basically the same in how they start that it, the end result can be very different, but the way they start, have you ever heard the term leaky gut? Yes. Cause I'm having the
4: abdominal
0: now. Yeah. Yeah. And you will, I mean, um, it goes with the autoimmune conditions because it's actually the cause of it. So because of our poor diet, it, let me take one more step back because you're brand new. Um, we don't, perform miracles here. Sometimes people think we do. If you listen to the results we get sometimes, it sounds a little crazy. I'm not a doctor. I have zero medical training. Uh, I do have some nutritional training and what we call functional training. And in the functional health world, what we believe is that if you give the body the right nutrition, it's a perfect machine. It it won't be sick, it won't break, it won't have all these weird conditions and diseases, and it doesn't need a bunch of drugs and surgeries. If we give the human body the right nutrition, it will be healthy, it won't get cancer, it won't, even viruses, sure, they might attack us, the body will have a nice strong immune system, it will fight them off, it will build its own defenses, it's a beautiful thing. So I I just want to make sure you understand that's all we do. I don't do anything with drugs or surgeries or medicine. We just believe feed the body properly and everything else will take care of itself. Does that make sense?
4: I totally understand. And honestly, I hadn't gotten all the way through the shit show um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're going to try to take my gallbladder next. Of course they are. Endoscopy
0: of course they are. Yeah, And, and um, I can explain to- why. Did anybody bother to explain yeah. to you why your gallbladder decided to give up the ghost? And it did. It doesn't mean it has to come out. We might be able to fix it. And I yeah, say might because sometimes they are too far gone. Um, I, I'm going to guess, even if you don't, Even if you didn't formally do this, you did this anyway just because of our food supply. Um, And this is one of the reasons women suffer from these conditions more than men, although that's starting to shift. Um, Women really, really bought into the whole low-fat thing. Women are very, very fat-phobic. We've done that to them with our society and they're so terrified of yes. fat. And then we were told that if you eat fat, it makes you fat. And women started eating low-fat everything. And if you are oh, eating yeah. a diet without enough fat in it, we need lots of fat in our diet. Lots. And when you eat a diet without any, yeah. your gallbladder stops working. Your gallbladder is like a big pump. It the, Your liver produces... Mm-hmm. Um, bile, and bile helps us break down food, fatty foods, and the, your body stores that bile in your gallbladder, and when your gallbladder senses you've eaten fat, it squeezes and pushes that bile into the digestive tract to start to break down the food. Well, if you stop eating mm-hmm. enough fat, the gallbladder says, Phew, they don't need us, there's no fat here. So your gallbladder sits there full of bile, and that bile starts to crystallize, and that becomes a gallstone, and that, that happens faster because our diet is lacking in nutrients that could help stop that from happening, but we don't have those nutrients in our diet. We're not eating enough fat, so the gallbladder's not working. So then it gets sluggish, and we get infections and stones, and their answer is, ah, you don't need that. Let's just take it out. You you don't have any spare parts. We need all of those parts. Yeah. Everybody that loses their gallbladder will have digestive issues the rest of their life, and there's almost no way around it.
4: Yeah, I'm not one of those. I buy full fat milk, full Good. fat everything. I was keto that for any year. Yeah, because I was bed bound for three years, so um, physical therapy. Aggressive diet, a aggressive diet like keto was what I needed to get out of being bed bound. Okay. Like it, like I had to so, strengthen my body.
0: How much did it help?
4: It helped a lot. Um, I, I had to stop. I mean, everything kind of just exploded over the summer. They I had a left heart cast. Then I choked it home alone and almost died on the kitchen floor, and then the stomach problems started after that. So I can't tie it to stopping keto, but I do know that my system is now, it's not that I have sludge or gallstones, it's that my ejection fraction when they ran a HIDA scan was half what it should be. But that's the only indication, there's nothing else saying there's anything wrong with my gallbladder.
0: Then I would not let them take it out at this point, that's for sure. <laughs> If that's all they're talking no, about, we I'm, don't have obstructions, we don't have infections, we don't have rampant stones. I, I would not take it out. So, when you stopped eating keto, what what is your mm-hmm. current diet?
4: It's more Mediterranean. I don't eat. I don't eat many carbs. I don't eat sugar. Um, I am guilty of my coffee in the morning. Which I just heard you talking about caffeine. Well, so well, wait, wait, wait a minute.
0: I, 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 don't want to be hypocritical because I have a well. Right now, I have a cup of uh, adaptogen mushroom hot chocolate in my hand. But prior to this, I had a cup of caffeinated coffee. I and, and I will I rotate okay. caffeinated decaf. There, there's nothing wrong with caffeine. Caffeine is actually a little performance boost for our brain. Uh, but there's also nothing wrong with taking a break from caffeine, and, and I will take a break you know, several times a year. And when we find somebody who's stressed and we, we know that their biggest issue is that they're constantly in the fight or flight mode, then getting rid of the caffeine for a while can help that. But there's nothing wrong with coffee. Coffee's got lots of antioxidants, nothing wrong with caffeine. Sometimes we just, we need a break from it. So um, are you eating any grains at all?
4: Well, I mean, right now, because of the jaw surgery, I have nine incisions in my jaw. And one of those things they didn't tell me about was that I could get my dental fixed because the pre-deployment dental work didn't happen correctly. And I lost all of my top molars. So I have no way to chew right now until That's, they put in the implants tough. in my...
0: Yeah, that makes things that
4: tough. <laughs> so let like me... An ancient thing, open
0: yeah. Let me, let me explain what I think would be the best dietary approach to all of this stuff going on. Cause there's a lot going on and all I really yeah. do is the dietary approach. Um, the more yeah. extreme the problems are, the more, I don't even like to use the word extreme in the diet, the more strict we need to become in the diet and the diet okay. we're finding that really seems to solve the most health problems with the least downsides, believe it or not, is a really strict carnivore diet. And we've developed something we call fermented carnivore. So the more animal products you consume, the healthier you're going to be. The animal products are not reactive in any way. Almost every plant food has some issue. Uh, We've been brainwashed to believe. First, we were brainwashed to believe that whole grains are healthy. That was the biggest lie that destroyed more health than just about anything. Uh, Maybe the low-fat thing may have been worse. Um, Grains are not human food at all, much less a healthy human food. They're toxic to humans. We should not be eating grains of any kind. That, that was the first thing. We were also brainwashed into believing fruits and vegetables are the healthiest thing you could possibly eat. That is not even close to the truth. Fruit today is just nature's candy. It's just been hybridized to be a boatload of sugar. Now, I do eat one piece of fruit every day because I like it and I can. My metabolism can handle a little bit of it. But that's also after eight years of working on my metabolism. Um, plants. Plants, honestly, I think were emergency food for humans and possibly medicine, but not really an everyday staple food. We, we should not be trying to survive on a bunch of vegetables. If we are going to eat them, they should be fermented. Um, the fermentation process helps our health in a lot of ways. So we've developed what we call a fermented carnivore diet. We eat a lot of animal products, a lot of meat, good fatty meats, uh, eggs, dairy good quality dairy, good quality meat. And then if we're going to eat things like barbecue sauce or coleslaw, we, we ferment as much as we possibly can. That is, I I believe the healthiest human diet and, and the the more severe our problems are and the more strict we could be with that diet, the healthier we would be. Nobody does this a hundred percent ever. You know, when we if somebody says, Well, I eat a carnivore diet, well, something snuck in there that wasn't carnivore. Hell, if you drank coffee this morning, that's not carnivore. Coffee comes from a plant. So we know nobody's, you know, completely strict with this. I I probably am ninety percent strict. It's probably about 10% of the food that I eat that doesn't necessarily fit into fermented carnivore, but I like it. If I'm going to need to perform, if I'm going to go do a speaking engagement or, you know, I need to work on a big project, I might kick that up to 95% because it makes a difference. I actually feel better. So you've got a lot going on and there's nothing we would do to specifically try to address any of these things right now. We would just move Mm -hmm. towards the healthiest human diet you could eat, which I believe would be fermented carnivore, and let things start to to correct themselves again. And at some point, after somebody gets their diet right 30 to 60 days, Mm -hmm. then we'll go back and look if there are still things happening, still symptoms, still some problems. Mm -hmm. Then it's usually going to be a nutritional deficiency. And then we can address that. We can look at the diet and say, boy, you're just not getting enough of X. So we need, we might need to supplement that. But we don't like to supplement in the beginning. I just like to get the, the food right, get the diet right. Let's see what happens. Does that make sense?
4: That does. Absolutely. I did get tested um, for my macronutrient and all my food sensitivities and all of that recently. Um, would it make sense to go, you know, 60 days and then have those tests run just so that that data is available when I, supplementing?
0: I'm, I'm not big on testing either uh, until we need to. Okay. And many times we just don't need to. We, we see enough patterns that, you know, I can usually tell somebody has a mineral imbalance or it. it, it testing is kind of our last um, if we have one of those problems, we thought we knew what it was. We've tried a couple things; it's not resolving. We might have to go test them, uh, but testing can just get so darn expensive. It's not always convenient if we have to run to a lab. So I, I, I mm-hmm. you know, I kind of like the approach. None of this stuff's going to hurt anybody. You know, it's yeah. the the pharmaceutical drugs that they give us are like the fourth leading cause of death in the world. And yet we never question when a doctor gives us a prescription. If I tell Uh-oh. somebody to eat a dozen eggs today, they act like I'm trying to murder them. Um, we get so freaked out about weird stuff. So I, I, I just I'm not big on testing. It's expensive. And a lot of times we can solve problems without doing it.
4: I'm a hundred percent there. The testing was expensive. It's not something the VA covers. Right. So it's not exactly something I want because I've already had to, because of all the miscarriages, I'm 50 grand into trying to make this happen. I'm going to have to end up with a surrogate just to have a life beyond Afghanistan.
0: So here's the other thing (laughs) that we know that, that could be really encouraging. So, as we started to work with people in their health, both males and females, one of the things we've learned over time is that the reproductive process, um, that's a pretty intense process. Think about it. We're creating an entire life here, right? I mean, that's a big thing. Um, it requires really healthy humans. And unfortunately, every generation, we keep getting less and less healthy now. The, the the standard of living, the, our, our life expectancy is going down, not up. We are getting less healthy as human beings and it has everything to do with our diet. It's not genetics. Our our genetics didn't change overnight. Genetics take, you know, a thousand generations to change genetics. So why are we all of a sudden fat, dumb, and sick all the time? Well, it's because we don't eat real food anymore. We eat a bunch of stuff that isn't food and we just have to go back to, like I said, carnivore, mostly animal products. That's the natural human diet. The good news is we, when we, and I've dealt with lots of people who are trying to get pregnant and can't or get pregnant and have a high incidence of miscarriage. And the interesting thing is there's nothing specific we do. I don't have a protocol that says, well, somebody's you know, wants to get pregnant. Let's. When somebody comes to me, they want to get healthy. We do the same stuff all the time. It's no different. <laughs> we get somebody that's, metabolically yeah. healthy, and all of a sudden they're popping out kids like rabbits.
4: <laughs> well, that's. I mean, I I believe in it. I know what happened when I went keto, as far as how I felt, my spinal cord injury, and all of that. I mean, trying to do it myself is kind of. I'm going to contract out position at this point 19 is too high of a number and i'm i'm done on my end but i'm very interested in getting healthy so that i can make that happen and and stay out of the emergency room because i'm tired
0: yeah i was like this is
4: a lot of incidents
0: it it is Mm. and and, you know i'm going to say it again the only thing i have to offer the only thing we have here is just advice on what to eat. A little bit of lifestyle stuff. That's I mean, there, there are some other lifestyle things that can have an impact, getting enough sunshine, walking outside barefoot. I mean, we, we do some lifestyle interventions, but for the most part, it's about 80% diet. Um, it, and that's all we have. The good news is that's all we need. It, the results we're able to get when people comply with this are absolutely incredible.
4: Wasn't it? Let thy medicine, let yes. thy food be thy medicine before they, yeah. thy food. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, I was part of that roundup that Purdue Pharma nonsense with OxyContin. Oh, they had me messed up for many years. I don't take. I never. I don't have an addictive personality, so I don't actually take pain meds or any meds. But good. For a long time there, I listened to the doctors. Of course, That's what they told me.
0: That's I, we all do. We it we works. we've been brainwashed in our society to think doctors are next to God somehow.
4: Oh yeah, I'm not. No, I don't. I don't buy into any of that. Good, definitely. But I'm very thankful for your time and some direction. I just I'm lost. And if I wait on the VA, I mean, I love the VA, but thank goodness so, for them because it's my healthcare. But, you know, people die on the waiting list.
3: Yeah,
0: absolutely. No. And I hate to say this, and the VA is no different. I'm not just picking on the VA here. Um, we, yeah. we no longer use the term healthcare system to describe what it is we have. What we really have today is a sick care system. We have a system yeah. that wants to keep it, it, It's designed to keep people sick, but alive, because that's how you make a lot of money from somebody. If you kill them too soon, that's no good. You don't make any money off that. But if we can keep people alive and on prescription medications, there's a lot of money in that. And that's unfortunately what our medical system has become. It's a sick care system. The functional world exactly. that that I described as what I consider our healthcare system, and the single most important thing in the healthcare system is just what you put in your face every day, and we all control that.
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't buy into the. I'm pretty good with my cheats um, as far as like what I will actually put in my mouth because I know what it's going to cost me on the back end. I mean, it, and it's, yeah, <laughs> no, and, and
0: it's, it, it's so much more critical for you because of everything you're dealing with. I mean, it's important for all of us, but that this will make a huge change in your quality of life.
4: Yeah, I am definitely very anxious. I know that they're, they're going to do the endoscopy to see if I'm like ulcerative. Um, Cause something very serious is going on. We just don't have, we don't the, know what the, to do. The so quickest
0: way can, to heal the digestive tract is to stop eating plants.
4: I'm a hundred. I'm in. I'll figure out how to put it in a blender. or something. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Right now, unfortunately, <laughs> that that uh, can be a little difficult, but um, that uh, that will be a part of this. So, it did uh, and I want to make sure I thank your ex husband for pointing you in our direction. Did, he, did did he tell you about the website?
4: He did. Okay, good. You, um he's such a fan. He says that you guys are part of his family and you don't even know it.
0: <laughs> well that's he just, excellent. He's been
4: listening to did, I'd love that. He's one of my best friends
0: Oh I love he's, that too. That's awesome. He's
4: my ex, but he's 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 amazing. So. Yeah, that's I'm awesome.
0: Very so join the website because there's a ton of support there. Okay. Um, listen to the show. Wednesdays are health day. I mean, it, we might talk about health on Mondays because that's a free for all. Tuesdays is all about trucks and maintenance. Wednesday is all health. So you want to make sure you're always listening on Wednesday. Thursday is another free for all. So we can talk about health on Thursdays. Friday, we get a little mix of everything. So um, plenty of opportunity like today's Monday and we spent all this time on health.
4: Thank you. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. I really
0: do. And Heather, we will uh, we we'll look forward to hearing back from you soon. And uh, we have other resources. We could do a one on one consultation with you. But right now, I just like to get people started with food. You don't need to buy anything. You don't need to run out and stick yourself and give blood. Let's just let's just get the diet down. Thirty days from now, maybe we'll do a discovery call or a one on one. Let's go to Tennessee this time. Joe, welcome to the program. Hey, I got to get through some calls quickly here. Joe, I forgot I had a time limit hi, today. Hi,
5: Kevin. Hi, hi, Kevin. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a relatively new uh, listener, so I'm going back well, and welcome. consuming a ton of podcasts. uh a, a couple of questions. One off the bat. Can you explain why the fleet air filter is better than, say, a standard air filter?
0: I can. Again, can. So okay. there's two things we want a filter to do, and they're kind of opposed to each other. We want a filter to do what it's called. We want it to filter out dirt. We also want that filter to flow as much air as possible because diesel engines need a lot of air. The more air we can give a diesel engine, the better it runs. That's why we have turbochargers and charger coolers and... We're trying to force as much air into that cylinder as we can. So a paper filter, the traditional paper filters, when you first put them in, they're actually pretty good at flowing air. They're not all that great at filtering in the beginning. You put in a new filter and we can actually watch the silicon in an oil sample go up a little bit. Then as that paper filter starts to trap dirt in it, It actually gets better at filtering does that make sense yes yes. but it gets worse at flowing air because now we're starting to clog up that surface so it will filter better it will flow air worse and that's a problem we lose fuel economy we lose power our, our burn isn't as clean so it's harder on the emissions So an oiled foam filter, which is what the fleet air filter is. It's oiled foam. So now the foam has much, much bigger air passages than paper does. So it allows a ton of air to flow right through there. The oil on the foam cells attracts the dirt. There's actually a charge there, a positive charge, and the dirt is attracted to the oil. It's not just randomly hitting the oil. The, the oil is actually attracting the dirt to it. So now all this air can flow through that filter without restriction, and we still capture all the dirt because of the oiled foam. And we can prove this, and we have proven it for a decade or more now uh, by doing oil analysis. We, we can look in there and see how much dirt got into this engine. And with a, with an oiled foam filter, you get less dirt in the engine and more airflow. So we get the best of both worlds. And, and it's a lifetime filter. We buy it one time, and then we just clean it. We don't have to keep buying a filter over and over and over.
3: Got it. Okay. That explains it. Okay. So my next question to
5: you, um, if I start an LLC this year, um, and I, I want to fund the LLC. I want to put, say, 70 grand in it so the L- LLC can go buy a truck. Um, can yeah, I not... then pay myself back with interest? Uh
0: Yes, you can. We're not going to solve or try to explain that one here on the air. You, you can. There may or may not be some advantages to it. No major, no, no big advantages. But, yes, you can do it. Um, that's something you would work on with your tax preparer now, before you go form the, uh, the LLC. Let's go to Tennessee. Michael, welcome. Hey, how are you? Good. What's on your mind today?
3: Hey, uh, I just now got, uh, got your app and I've been missing you for like over a year, man. Oh, I well, just, welcome back. Uh, yeah, it's been terrible. I mean, I've been listening to Cirrus XM and I can't, uh, I, I can't relate to nothing they're saying <laughs> anymore, you know? Well, I mean, we're, since we're you left, you here. I just like, yeah, and you helped me so much a year ago. I mean, I lost 50 pounds by taking your Excellent. dietary ad- advice. Excellent. And, and uh, and i was amazed at work cuz i really didn't believe anything you were saying at work. i know i know and, uh, but but when i did and i i took it seriously man i can't even hardly eat any of the foods i used to eat that got me shape? i know I mean, like when i eat bread i eat bread it makes me sick i that or i eat a bit yep. uh, an ear of corn i end up throwing up that, right after i eat it I
0: that, mean, that's our body saying stop doing this
3: yeah, and I didn't recognize that before, and I was raised on eating like that. Yeah, you we know, all gravy were. And yeah,
0: of course, and, we all were bread at and, every and meal.
3: Yeah, and it gets worse year after year. And it was it was killing me, man. I mean, now I can get out, and right now I'm broken down, and I want to talk to you about uh, the the shop is saying my fifth wheel's cracked, and I've never heard of that. I've never heard of a fifth wheel cracking. Oh yeah, you know. No, it happens.
0: And look, it's, it's, you, you know, there are some things that if the shop tells us, we kind of have to take their word for us. So if they tell us our ECM is is fried, well, most of us can't look at an ECM and tell if it's good or not. But I can look at a fifth wheel. It's either cracked or it's not. I mean, this isn't – but they do crack.
3: Absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know – I mean, I, I've, I've – uh been a mechanic before too and i've taken fifth wheels off of wrecked trucks oh it, look on. most of them most of them are going to go
0: two million miles just fine and never have a crack you're absolutely right but right. They, they can and you know we don't do it very often a fifth wheels sometimes need to be rebuilt too just so the jaws and the internal components will wear out and they get sloppy um, but I, I have seen them just crack and completely fail it's pretty rare but it can happen
3: well, I, I imagine with the aluminum fifth wheels, I mean, I never heard of an aluminum fifth wheel. Before. You know, in my opinion,
0: uh, aluminum fifth wheels aren't worth it unless you're in a really weight sensitive operation where it's going to make a big difference.
3: Well, that's what I got aluminum fifth wheel. And I haven't been no harder on it than, than any. Fifth wheel I've ever had, and I don't understand. Why well, telling me I, it's cracked. Yeah, I, I see.
0: I didn't realize it was aluminum. Yeah, that makes much more sense. They're not as strong. Aluminum is not as strong as steel or iron. Or I, it, we use it because it's lightweight, and we know we give up some strength. And like I said before, I even knew yours was aluminum. I never recommend them unless. Like I said, unless you're a local fuel hauler, some of those guys will do crazy stuff to get their weight down. They'll use aluminum brake drums, aluminum fifth wheels. But if you're not in a weight-sensitive operation, I would never use one. They are less strong.
3: Well, I didn't realize that, but I do appreciate you, Kevin, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to enjoying the, the, the programs and everything. And, and uh,
0: Well, Good. Good. If, just, if, uh, uh, if you I haven't you know, noticed thank you're for all your you you're welcome. One of my favorite parts of the new format and the new show, no commercials.
3: I love that part. Oh, I love that part, too, and I'm so glad you could speak your mind now. Exactly. I mean, I don't understand, serious. I mean, I listened to that comment you made that, that uh, I guess, got you in trouble some. Yeah. And I didn't <laughs> see anything that, that was worth it. Okay that was worth uh, of course not not not, not amongst adults living there. i exactly. mean you didn't threaten nobody or yeah,
0: it, it, you know the, I mean, it, it was, it, it, woke america's lost its mind it, it's starting to go away we're starting to finally realize how ridiculous it was and honestly it's one of those things um it was pretty traumatic when it happened i had been with them 15 years we had to, uh, you know shift pretty quick. And we, we only took one day off. We It happened on a Thursday. We took Friday off. I was back on the air on Saturday. Been back on ever since. And, and I'm glad it happened. I'm, I'm so much happier like this. We lost some revenue. It's going to take us a year or two to make it back up, but we'll be fine. And And I love the show more now than ever.
3: But I still, I still going to miss you on the radio.
0: Yeah, I know. I really am, but I I mean, I'm
3: glad I have another avenue I could listen to you on. There you go. And now
0: you can listen anytime you want. You miss a show, you just listen to it later. Hey, when I'm
3: sitting in line waiting for my truck wash
0: or anything. Yeah, there you go. That's right. All right, Michael, great to have you back. We are going to take one more call. Fred, welcome.
5: Hey, Kevin. Good morning. Um... I want to shout out to Marcy. She posted a video of the uh, the doc that I uh, uh, was it Chris Palmer who uh, wrote Brain Energy.
0: Yeah, yeah.
5: And he's having a discussion with a neuroscience uh, new neuroscientist, and it's very it gets in depth. But I wanted my 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 question was they're talking about our mitochondria, which is what activate our cells for. Not to get too technical into this, and know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But um, they're talking about the the, the was it mito mitophage mitophage I think it is where where the where they replace the old yeah. the dying cells with the new cells right. so um and and he is uh Palmer is talking about the fasting uh, fasting uh, either intermittent or long term fasting um accelerating this or or enhancing this process. It, so you get it, new it's about the only thing that has
0: been proven to do that and to increase the length of what they call the telomeres. And they right. claim that you can measure telomeres and tell exactly how long somebody's gonna live.
5: Right. So my question to you is and I don't know if there's any study on this, but you know I I, I usually keep my eating of course, to a six hour window. And a lot of people do this. And, but are we breaking this fast with the fat based coffee in the morning?
0: You know, probably yes. But it's like saying, you know, is one more step every day going to make you healthy? It's a small thing. Yes, it broke the fast. Did it really cause your body to have to do so much work to digest that little bit of fat that we we disrupted the whole pattern. I don't think so. I, I really doubt it. I, right, and, right. and and honestly, well, um, intermittent fasting for me, even just intermittent fasting is difficult without that fat in the morning. I'm really hungry if I don't eat it. And to me, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. So you know, fasting has been proven no, I, to increase the length of telomeres and, you know, support the mitochondria. But, you know, what? the way we do this now, the, the intermittent fasting with some fat in the morning, it's got to be about 20 times better than the way we used to eat.
5: No, and I agree with that. I agree with that sentiment 100%. I'm thinking maybe... Now again, I do the same as you. If I am hungry, I'm going to eat something. It's not. I'm not gonna. I'm not in a starvation type of uh, mindset. Um, But what I'm thinking of doing, is and I'm Fred. I hate to do it, but
0: I got to go. the The train is leaving the station. The train is leaving the station. (laughs) I I have got to run. We've got a we've got a busy day. So, uh, Fred, we will uh, talk again. Yeah, we'll pick this up later. Be safe